Hello, welcome to another podcast episode of Fix Your Crown through Nerds Rule Inc. I am Matthew Feiler, your host for today. I am so excited to be here. Nerds Rule Inc. is a wonderful organization that promotes equality and serving underprivileged communities. And they have been founded by the CEO and founder of the organization, Dr. Tristica McCray. I am so excited to be here today with our guest of this podcast, Lindsay Turnbull. So a little bit about Lindsay. She is the founder of Misheard Media for the past number of years. In this company, she empowers tween and teen girls around uh, the country as well as internationally and empowering them so that they could be heard and giving them the confidence that they need to be successful in life. She was in a lot of those girls' shoes and sort of wants to help them reach the other side, just like she did. She allows girls to do this through blogs. She also has a lot of video posts that she posts on social media and does a lot of programs and hosting different events as well, especially before the whole COVID situation. And she went to the University of Central Florida. And in 2018, she was recognized as somebody on the list of the school's 30 under 30 alumni list. And I've also been able to look up some of her videos and I've been really impressed with her work and it was nice chatting before. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being on this podcast and being willing to do this today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me, Matthew. I am very excited to be here and that was quite the intro. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on and everything you're doing with Misheard Media seems so great. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to get to know a little bit more about you and the work that you pursue. Well, thank you. I'm excited to tell you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So my first question for you is, how do how did you learn or know about Nerdrule Inc? Or get to know Dr. Tristica um, Cray, who is the founder of Nerdrule Inc? Uh, this is kind of like a chicken and egg with uh, Tristica and Nerdrule, but I don't remember which I started following first, but it was through Instagram. Uh, when I started the Instagram profile for Misheard Media, it was like suggested people or I was like looking through hashtags or something and I thought she was really cool and like really pretty and really interesting. So um, I followed her and we've kind of kept up with one another ever since. That's awesome. I know we were talking about before, it's so wonderful that especially in this digital um, age of technology, to be able to find people who have similar passions and are, you know, pursuing similar um, goals in life with, you know, organizations and company and that you were just able to meet her, you know, through uh, social media and be inspired by her work. And I know she's inspired by your work. This is why we are uh, having you today. And it's so, uh, so wonderful. Yay. Yeah. Social media is great. Like it's really allows uh, all of us to connect in ways that weren't possible when I was a teenager. So of course, that presents like its own challenges, but overall, I think it's a, a net positive uh, in the ways that we can connect and, and share ideas and knowledge. Yeah, and I'm sure especially like with you working with girls, the technology and media, there could be a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. So probably that's something you touch upon, I would assume. There's a lot. <laughs> um, I talk a lot about social media, um, not just for teenagers, but also with parents and how they can help their teenager navigate social media and like use it responsibly because it's a tool like anything else, right? And we have to learn how to use our tools in a way that is productive and helpful. Yeah, wonderful. So first is a little bit of background about you. I want to get to know um, your sort of 
uh, reasons for um, starting Misheard Media. Um, and also, I know that you were a founding member of the Young Women's Leader Program at the University of Central Florida. So could you talk maybe a little bit about that work and that background and maybe how that experience allowed you to create this company of yours? Yeah, so actually the story of the Young Women Leaders Program and the founding of Misheard are kind of the same story. Um, I saw the flyer in college uh, for the Young Women Leaders Program, but they needed mentors and I'd kind of been like in not a good place. So I went to the interview and I signed up and it was like probably one of the most pivotal experiences I had in my uh, four years of college. Um, I was a big sister mentor. I became a group facilitator and eventually a coordinator for the program. And I loved the work. I loved working with the young women. Like it, I learned so much from that program, not just about young people, but about myself and my leadership style and the struggles that young people went through. And to have, to look at some of the struggles I went through to watch young women go through it, but with more distance was like really enlightening. And I always thought that one day I would go back to doing that work. I thought that, you know, once I finished graduate school and I like worked in my dream career for a while and I would volunteer with young women. And one day when I retired or I was like more stable, I was going to go back and work with young women again. But kind of like I told you when we were talking earlier, uh, I graduated into a recession and I graduated into massive budget cuts and hiring freezes. And while I was looking for jobs, I kept kind of coming back to working with young women. It was like, what does the world need? What am I really good at? What can I be happy doing? And that was how Misheard Media was formed. Just out of like my love and enjoyment and passion for working with this age group, uh, it was like kind of a, an opportunity from the universe, just not quite the one that I had expected. Yeah, and I think that's so cool that sometimes you don't know what, you know, life's going to hand you or what sort of you could create with life or, you know, your assets and talents and, um, yeah, and that you were able to sort of take everything of like your experience going out of like graduating and sort of there not being, you know, the economy and kind of being strange and, and sort of also find that you're passionate about and sort of mixing those two is, you know, a nice direction that you were able and look, you know, where it brought you. So um, that's really wonderful. I guess my next question for you is, was there anybody or any other organizations or any, um, you know, thing in your, things in your personal life that sort of motivated you or sort of led you to have an interest in helping others, specifically the population you work with, which is tween and teen girls? Um, or was it just sort of something of a personal experience more so that led you to this um, point in your life? When I initially joined the Young Women Leaders Program, I was really looking for just any like volunteer opportunity, but what attracted me to that program in particular was the idea of having like a community of women, right? Because it was a mentoring program, so all the college mentors would meet. And I, that part really appealed to me. It wasn't so much working with that age group that appealed to me per se, uh, just that it was like a volunteer opportunity and that I would get to make a lot of new friends. Um, my college was massive. Uh, it's one of the biggest colleges in the country, or it might be the biggest, it's number one or number two. And it was difficult and challenging for me to make friends. Um, 
And so that was what really appealed to me initially. But the more I did the work, the more I saw my struggles reflected in their struggles. And the more I realized that I had a lot in common with these young women and that I had been through a lot of the same situations that they had. And when it came to founding Miss Heard, I realized that like, I really could have benefited from someone with the knowledge that I had gained. And ultimately I wanted to create the program and to be that person that could have helped me when I was younger. Um, because it is, it is a hard time. Um, it's a hard time for everybody. Those like middle school, high school years, it's challenging for everybody. Um, and I had additional challenges that other people did not have. And I really could have used a mentor. And so I wanted to become that person. That's so wonderful. And I thank you for sort of, you know, being able to give back a little bit or not even giving back because you never experienced that sort of seeing that missing component and sort of filling it, which is so wonderful. And I thought for my own personal life, I went to a day camp growing up and I didn't like it because I was never really a sports kid. I was always like the last person to be picked on a team and like just like it just wasn't for me. And I ended up finding theater and then sort of, you know, got into the podcasting world after that. But um, I went back, I have a younger brother who's 10 years younger than me, and he started going to the camp that I didn't enjoy going to, and I needed to do something a few summers that he started going there. My mom was like, how about you work at the camp? And I was like, no, I hated it as a camper. Why would I like go back? And she's like, you'll be fine. Like, just like, give it a try. And then I ended up really liking it because I gave those campers the experience and I got to be that type of counselor at camp. And I understand like camp and like, like that arena is very different than like, you know, what you're doing and you know, it's a lot, your work is a lot more intense and that's what you've created a career out of. I was just, you know, for a few months out of the summer, but that really spoke to me because I um, had a similar sort of, I guess, like recognition of something. Every young person needs someone that they can relate to and like you didn't have that person at your camp. And so you became that person for the other kids that like weren't super sporty or were more into arts or theater. And so that's awesome. Like that's really admirable. Thank you. So fast forward a little bit. So you sort of found this passion, you know, then you created your um, company. So what did that look like, um, especially being sort of a self entrepreneur, self starter? And at one point, was it in your career that you sort of was like, this is what I really, you know, want to do? Or this is what I want to sort of build and keep, keep going forward with? Yeah, that's an interesting question because when I initially started Miss Heard, I was like, well, I still want to get like a job job, <laughs> um, like a nine to five in my field, which is history. I went to school for history. I really wanted to work in a museum. So I was like, well, I'll just kind of do this while I apply for jobs. And, you know, the more time went on, the more I was like, okay, this industry is really not coming back. Like I need to really consider that this is what I'm going to do. And it was kind of natural, like the more I kind of dug into the work and started meeting with other young women, the more I became committed to doing this work and continuing this business. Um, I don't want to say I did it totally by myself because I did not. Uh, my family was incredibly supportive, um, both with their time and money, like seed money to build a website and to kind of get things set up, like registering as a business and things like that. So I don't want to say like, oh, I did it on myself because that's not true. <laughs> I want to be totally honest and upfront about that. Um, 
but really the more I did the work and the more I do the work, the more my passion for it grows. So even when things were challenging, like even when I lost like my entire website, like everything gone, emails, uh, blog posts, like contact, everything was gone. Like that was kind of one of the moments where I was like, do I do something else? And it was not easy, but ultimately I was like, no, this is what I want to do. So I have to rebuild. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. Like, this is my, I guess my calling or my whatever, but this is what I have to do and I'm going to rebuild. And ever since then, I have been like so dedicated and single-mindedly focused on doing this work. That is so uh, wonderful to hear. And yeah, I think sometimes even like our, you know, things that seem like barriers could sometimes even like you know allow us to come back better and stronger um that that's uh i'm sorry that happened to you and that, that's technology we were just talking about this also before like technology could be like your best friend or your worst enemy you know at times but um yeah it, it, it was truly a bizarre situation and i did i went through like all the stages of grief and like i cried i bargained i was angry i cried some more and finally i was like all right i can fix this and then we can move forward. Like, that's it. This is, this is what we're doing. And then once I made that decision, I just had to do it. The decision is the hard part. <laughs> doing it is the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. So my next question for you is, so you, what Misheard Media is, is you empower, you know, tweens and teen girls. And you just mentioned before, that is a hard stage of life sort of figuring out who you are and your passions and sort of what you want to do with maybe the rest of your life or, you know, there's friend problems there, you know, it's, it's a very competitive, very, uh, you know, self identification time in people's lives. Um, what is it like sort of, especially that you have mentioned that you sort of were in a lot of these, you know, like you hear a lot of stories, sort of the stories you're trying to empower your audience with, what is it like sort of being in that boat? And then now sort of standing in front of these girls, sort of being a facilitator, being an advisor, being a counselor to them. What is it like to, so two things. One, what is it like to stand up and sort of be that person? Like, do you like sort of doing that? Is it, is it, is it a, was it a curve you sort of had to learn to be comfortable speaking in front of people and motivating people? It's, you know, it takes a lot to do that and for people to believe in that motivation, um, especially with that experience, um, what is it like now doing the work? So doing the work, um, it's funny because you were telling me about your background in theater is I also have not nearly as extensive of a theater background, but I also have a little bit of a theater background. And so the least scary part for me is actually standing up and talking to people. I am a weirdo who really likes public speaking. Um, like I'm a super introvert, like I don't want to talk to anybody after that, but the performance part of public speaking, I really like. Um, doing the work now and I mean I really try to tell myself like that I want to put the advice out there for young people to show them that they can make it through and that these things that feel so huge the friend drama and all that just feels so huge that in, in a couple that they can make it through that life is so much bigger than those things that we experience when we're 12 13 14 17 it doesn't seem like it at the time, but that there's a whole big beautiful world out there that's waiting for them, that needs them to be in it. And I just, I wanna show them what that can look like. 
it doesn't have to be the way I do it. It can be, you know, the way they do it, but no matter who they are or where they're from, that they have something that's really important and valuable to contribute. And so if me standing up and I'm big arms, like really loud, like I do voices, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but if that's what it takes so that they can see that there is a possibility and there is a place for them, then that's, then that's what needs to be done. That's what I'm going to do. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, I think it's very easy to see life through your own lens and be like, oh, I'm in high school. So this is what life is, you know, and it is because that's their perspective and that's what they're going through. But sometimes I, I struggled through high school so much um, and I had really great like K through eight education and experience and I transferred schools for high school and it was just really hard and I had to commute to school and socially it was really hard. And then I got to college and I was like, oh, here I go again. But like, it ended up being one really wonderful. And then like, after you graduate, you sort of see the world in an even new, you know, perspective and way sort of when you sort of find your own way and your own schedule even more so, you know? So yeah, I think that's wonderful that you sort of do that and give that perspective. And um, hopefully it helps them, which it seems it does, which is wonderful. I hope so. I'm full of, I'm also, I was joking with one of the young people I talk to regularly. It's like, this is going to be my new brand. Like, I'm just going to give you that advice that your mom gives you that like, you don't listen to, but you're going to listen to it from me. So it's like, oh, that person isn't good enough for you. If they don't text you, then don't text them <laughs> and like drink water and wash your hands. Like all that parent advice. Like this is essentially, that's a lot of what I do is like giving sage life advice that you don't want to listen to from your parents <laughs> but like from another voice than another perspective it's easier sometimes to listen to other people than right your parents who are kind of hard on you and right so for you i'm curious and this is something that you know our founder of nerds and dr Trisica mccray is so um just thinking about and really even her whole team she constantly brings this up this idea of self-care and it's so important you know, generally, but especially during COVID when people are home and you're not getting the same social experiences you did and interactions you did before that and people sort of figuring out, should I go out? Should I not? Am I going back to school? Am I not? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? How do you, especially you deal with, you know, a lot of people and you probably, you know, deal with a lot of narratives and a lot of, you know, things that probably weighs on you a little bit um, or maybe just sort of giving people all that energy that you need to feed to people. How do you at the end of the day sort of give yourself that self-care, that ability to sort of take it easy and say, okay, I, I need to do this for me too. The question of self-care in, in the pandemic is a really good one. And kind of like I mentioned to you, I am such a homebody introvert. This is honestly the best I've mentally felt in a really long time. Uh, I know that's definitely not everyone's experience. And I know a lot of people are struggling. Um, and, and I mean, I'm, that's not to say that I don't struggle. Like I still live with anxiety and depression. So there's still struggles that I face. Um, I try to make sure I go to this fitness class. that's like four days a week. It's super intense. It's outside. There's a big hill we run up over and over and over again. <laughs> I try to do that, like get all the brain chemicals going, like do something with my body. Um, I read a lot listen to music I write like I hang out with my dog and my boyfriends we've been taking a lot of walks with the dog because we're in a county that was very heavily affected by COVID so there's not a whole lot else to do really um but yeah and and of course I I text my friends I text them all the time uh I'm like a firm believer in community and that us taking care of each other is how we're gonna make it through so I try to check on like someone every couple of days at least and 
you know, we talk and that's like a big part of my self-care is like nurturing my friendships and my relationships with the people that I, that I love and care about. And hopefully you get it back also and right in that you, you know, are willing to, you know, care for others is uh, something I think we all need to sort of remember um, this time. Something that Dr. Jessica McCray always talks about sort of finding support um, if you need it, but um, especially now, but sort of a lot of people also don't realize like you're home with your family. So have more time to sort of talk to them and get to know them, which maybe you wouldn't otherwise or friends like your neighbors, you know, things like that, people down, you know, the street that may be in your busy life, you don't get to sort of interact with. Um, and uh, just wonderful that we were able to um, talk about that because it's a good reminder that people um, definitely need to uh, keep in the back of their heads or even in the front of their heads, I guess now with <laughs> sort of everything. So my next question, especially that you work with this population of tweens and teen teenagers, so I guess that'd be what, like 11, 12, to like yeah, 18 like like kind of 12 to 17 18 um somewhere in there cool so so for that population and especially that you sort of had these experiences if you got to talk to yourself back then um which is a lot of the you know the girls that you now work with sort of when you were you know that that stage of your life that you're focusing on if you got to sort of go back to yourself is there any advice that you could that you'd maybe give yourself that maybe other um, girls who are listening to this, um, who are in that sort of uh, age range right now, might be able to learn from or sort of launch themselves from there. Oh my gosh, I have so much wisdom for my younger self. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll keep it short, and I will say that um, one, you are a warrior, and you do need some mental health treatment. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you any less of a good person or a smart person or a whatever person. Go get some therapy, girl. Uh, number two, I would say that like other girls are not your competition, uh, which is something I learned in my 20s that I wish I had learned as a teenager. And probably that your relationships with your friends and the people you care about are going to be more valuable to you than that guy you think is really cool he is not cool don't go out with him <laughs> I feel like a lot of young women need to hear that a lot of young people need to hear that like that guy that person that you're like obsessed with meh. <laughs> maybe think about that a little bit <laughs> just because the tv show or movie sort of telling you to do that doesn't mean that that's the right Right. They, they do. And, and a lot of TV and movies and even on social media, like it looks like that, you know, every couple is a happy couple. As long as you're smiling, you're happy and everyone's so in love. And like, that's just not the reality. Yeah. Like not every relationship is how it appears on TV. And just because it's on TV and movies and social media doesn't mean that it is like the be all end all of things that you should aspire to do and to have yeah and I know we we're talking about this before but especially with social media it's so great that you could connect with people and sort of you know if you have friends from all over the world or you know you travel and you, and you meet people and sort of stay connected or even just family members who maybe live further away um but that also social media could sort of like oh why wasn't I in that group chat or that FOMO like fear of missing out like I wasn't invited to that hangout or they, they're you know they're, this is happening and I need to be this way or I saw this post and it seems like I need to you know like 
do something else or something's wrong with me. Like I feel like a lot of times with social media that could really get, especially to that vulnerable um, population of girls, um, it could really get to the worst of them and it shouldn't. It does. There's definitely like a positive of social media, right? It's like we said, you can connect and share knowledge and keep up. Like I've gone and visited friends of mine from social media in other countries and had like the best time. But there's also like, when I was growing up, we might compare ourselves to TV and movies and magazines. And now you're comparing yourself to every single person that has social media. And it's a much different pressure and it is a huge pressure. And it can be really hard, especially when you're young, to take a step back and remember that it's not always real. Um, even, even your friends, your best friend's social media, like she's still only showing the world what she wants the world to see, not necessarily the realities of their day-to-day life. Um, and also that the, the FOMO sucks. Like I still get that. Like I'm grown and I still get FOMO sometimes when I see like, Oh, a screenshot of a Zoom call. And it's like, well, I know those people. Why wasn't I in that Zoom call? And we just have to stop and remind ourselves, like, you know, that it's usually not personal. Um, sometimes things just work out that way. And it's not about us or like, oh, we're going to leave her out. Ha, 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 ha. Um, that things just happen. And like, next time, make your own call and invite those, invite those people that, you know, you feel like you missed out on. Like, we can be proactive about it, too, and not just... Uh, like we can go home and tell ourselves like, oh, it's okay. You know, they probably didn't mean to leave me out. Like maybe it was spontaneous and it just happened. And then decide to be proactive and be like, oh, well, I'm going to set up a call with these people and, you know, we'll do that and it'll be great. And it, it's okay that I didn't go to that one because we're going to have another one and that one's going to be great. So you can do both kind of, but it, it definitely presents a unique challenge to young people today. Yeah, and sort of be that role model and sort of be, you know, like, I'm going to, you know, not let that sort of take to the best of, my, of me and my mindset. And yeah, that was just like a little bit of insight of sort of what you do and the empowerment that you give. Like, I'm, you know, I, I'm sure that you could really help people. And that's uh, really, you know, wonderful to sort of, you know, be in their shoes and give them that spin instead of like being upset about it. Like, how could I sort of grow and be bigger and better um, going forward? Um, my next question for you is, so everybody's in this like really weird COVID stage, you know, right now, and, you know, <laughs> should I go back to school? Should I not? And my parents want me to go back to school. Should I not? Like, or do they not want me to? Or should I see my friends? Should I not? You know, especially for, um, you know, the girl population ages that you sort of work with, um, what do you want to tell them right now at this sort of, all these question marks? I want to tell them to tell all the young people today that are like really struggling with all of these COVID related questions is that one, this is not forever. I know it feels like it's never going to end. I, I get it. I feel that way too sometimes. The reality is, is this is not going to be forever. And to just remind yourself, right, each day is a new day and each day we get closer to finding some kind of solution. And it's not going to be like this for the rest of our lives. And th- my next thing that I would tell these young people is that whatever decision you and your family make is the right decision for you. There are a lot of factors that go into whether or not you should go back to school or not go back to school or start on college campuses. Um, not just personal factors, but like money and, and childcare and all of these things are like an issue. And so whatever family, whatever decision you and your family decide, that is the right decision. Yeah, it's easy to sort of, based on what the news is telling you and 
social media again or what your other people are telling you and a lot of there's a lot of different opinions and a lot of different you know messages sort of being sent to you but um yeah you need to sort of believe in what feels right um it seems like and yeah yeah because i mean because there's no uniform response like it varies from state to state even from county to county so because we don't have like a uniform solution or a uniform plan and everyone's on their own then fine whatever decision you make that is the best one like i trust that you and your family are making the best decisions for you yeah i think that's uh very true and good for people to hear and i thank you for sharing that and so i know when we were chatting like initially you had mentioned that you are working on a project for parents and you also have an ebook um that you are sort of working on so could you uh elaborate a little bit more on those two projects sure so this parent course i'm super excited i have taught this like one hour parent seminar for a couple of years and i was like this is so much information i'm gonna make it into a whole like course and really expand on it and I'm working on that right now. Super exciting. I'm really proud of it. It's like the culmination of all of my years of working with young people and all of the books I have read, which is a lot because that is my jam. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And also I re-released this year the Unleash Your Girl Power ebook, which I'm also incredibly proud of. And it's, it's like... Um, kind of a how-to guide. It's got a lot of journal prompts. It's got like sage big sister advice from me, your forever big sister, um, about how to really like discover who you are and unleash the power that you already have inside of you. Um, and it's like really a journey to get to know yourself because the more you know yourself and the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more powerful you can really be. So wonderful projects, both for the girls, but also for the parents to sort of understand their, you know, daughter, daughters' experiences, um, sort of help that you're helping, you know, on both ends to sort of make things work out with relationships and family is uh, quite cool. I'm sure educators could even learn from that. Also, that parent course, obviously, the ebook is more, you know, I guess for your the tweens and teen girls you work with, but the um, parent project, that pipeline project, sort of. Uh, could help a lot of people who also are in a similar position to you. I think uh, as we get older, we kind of, unless you are surrounded by young people that are not your child every day, you kind of forget what that looks like, uh, what it was like to be 12 and in middle school. And <laughs> also they have added pressures that we didn't have, right? Like the 24 hour news cycle is not something I grew up with. Social media is not really something I grew up with. And even when I did use social media, it was still on the computer, on the dial-up internet, like not something I carried around in my pocket. Um, so it's a little bit of both, right? It's like, remember what this is like. And also things are really different. And let's talk about what that means and how you can support your daughter through this thing that's hard. It's a little bit of both. So I'm really excited. Yeah, and keep updated and support people in the best way possible. Yeah, the times and things going on. Well, Lindsay, is there anything else that you want to sort of pass along? Or, you know, this was just a snippet of like the work and, you know, the ways that she could help you and your loved ones. Um, so, uh, but anything else that you want to sort of pass along or say or that you think would um, sort of wrap this up? 
Yeah, we definitely encourage all tween and teen girls uh, that are out there that are that are curious or interested in what we've been talking about to definitely check out the ebook, the Unleash Your Girl Power ebook. It goes over so many topics. I think uh, anyone that gets it will be pleasantly surprised with how much uh, we go over and how much like love and care and support went into making that. Uh, making that ebook. Um, it really is, I think anybody that opens it can get a benefit out of it. So I would really encourage any young people to to go ahead and get it. Wonderful. And uh, Lindsay, how can people reach you um, to connect with you um, online or um, other ways? Uh, carrier pigeon, smoke signal. I'm very old school. No. Um, <laughs> I've heard answers like that before. That's very good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I am at, like, at sign misheard media on pretty much everything. Um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. TikTok for the time being until it goes away. Um, but I think Instagram is where I'm the most active, and that's where I check messages the most regularly. So that would be the place to find me. Great. And uh, there's also the Miss um, Heard Media website, so you can learn more about Lindsay and her work there. And uh, yeah, definitely check out her work and connect with her going forward. So, well, Lindsay, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Nerds Rule Inc., I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and tell me a little bit more about your passions and so the work you're doing in the community. It's important to sort of allow women's voices to be heard and that'll only sort of happen um, if young tweens and teens sort of launching like the next generation sort of learns that importance and sort of learns how to do that and how to find it within themselves and it's really important and what we need in our society right now and I thank you for that um, both for the work and also for joining us today. Thank you it was truly my pleasure I appreciate it. So thank you so much also for tuning in to our audience. We hope you enjoyed this episode and there'll be other episodes, uh, past ones you can listen back to or future ones that uh, will be through the Fix Your Crown podcast. Again, I'm Matthew Filer on behalf of myself, on behalf of the founder of the organization, Dr. Trisica McRae. We thank you so much for joining us today and we hope that you will continue to keep posted and updated on Nerds Rule Inc. and Fix Your Crown. You can check us out on social media, connect with us, and uh, me, be sure to continue to follow the amazing work that this organization continues to pursue. Thank you so much, and I will speak to you at the next podcast. Hello, welcome. Hey everybody, it's your girl Just Being Tristica of Fix Your Crown Podcast. I am really excited today. Um, you know this podcast is just starting out, but we are excited about our teens and young adults and our college students who have been hosting on the Fix Your Crown Podcast. So I'm so happy and excited to have this amazing woman who does great work around the world and I just want her to introduce herself. I could brag about her because she is turning into a sister but who do we have on the line today? <laughs> oh my god you have the Dr. Loretta Rice Barnes. I just wanted to throw that in there that sounded real funny and energetic to do um, but I'm just super excited to be on this platform um, with you today being able to share in, in this space. Well, I'm excited to have you on today and just going to ask you, you know, questions about, you know, the drive you've been doing. I know we have met 
and you know we hit the ground running of yes. just doing things together and one of my first questions before we get started um what what is the one thing you wish you had known before you started your career god of mercy um i wish i would have known more confidence Mm. Um, I wish I would have known more confidence, um, self-confidence and, um, the power to be and to, and the power to believe, um, in yourself, um, because of different things that I encountered in my life, um, sexual abuse when I was a, a young girl, uh, molestation and raped in high school, it, um, did, I think a lot of damage to my self-esteem and, um, it took a while to really tap into the fact that I was created wonderfully. I was created beautifully that, you know, God loved me, that he had a great plan for me. Um, and so just, just that, that knowing of being, um, I wish I would have known that immediately. I think I would, would have been a lot further, uh, in some areas had I known that originally. That's amazing. And you guys, everyone who's listening, she has a wonderful background and a great organization. And the one thing that I really enjoy about your story is that it's you're very honest. And what made you be so honest about sharing your story? You know, I think that was part of my deliverance. Um, I'm an author. My first book um, that God allowed me to write is called Trapped in the System. And in that book, it talks about um, a lot of the abuse and different things that I incurred along the way, um, being raised in a single family home uh, with my mother and grandmother, uh, my mother um, being on drugs for about 20 years, all of my teen years, very well into my adult life. Um, you know, things, I grew up in urban communities, so I was exposed to gang banging and, um, you know, alcoholism, just a, a variety of things. But in the book, I believe that God used it as a tool to bring deliverance um, to me and for me. Um, I discovered that the things that I talked about was super taboo uh, in families and in society, and that people were really scared to talk about it. But um, the more I talked about it, the freer I became. And in addition to that, I watched other lives be transformed from um, eight years old up into 96 years old, both male and female that had um, incurred a lot of the same things that I had went through. Um, and they were encouraged and empowered and able to find um, healing and deliverance um, within and for themselves. Mm -hmm. I know that you have developed several programs, but can you tell us a little bit more about Reset America and Reset Africa? Absolutely. So, um, so with that Reset America, Reset Africa, the very first time um, that I went to Africa was 2014. I went to Kenya. Um, I had a, an awakening. You know, I remember several years ago um, getting a prophetic word for those that believe in that. Um, and it, I was told that I would go to Africa, you know, it would be life changing and all of that. And you would think as a black girl, everybody, you know, that's black would have a desire to go. Um, but God allowed me to go in the process of that. Um, I, my eyes was open to so many things as far as, 
um, our black culture and family and the strength of blackness. Um, I saw, you know, people there on the continent taking interest in widows and orphans and families, um, people, individuals that they didn't know, but they were bringing them in the fold of their home. Um, from that uh, reset was birthed. Originally, it's a conference reset. It was birthed out in 2014. Um, and the thing was regroup, refocus, realignment because of the community work um, that we were doing uh, with Empowerment of Grace is a church that um, I pastor and oversee. Um, I have a parliament member from Uganda connected with me because of that work from there. Um, we began to build out Reset. Reset became uh, Reset America, Reset Africa. Um, it is a platform that hosts uh, civic leaders and, and key leaders in the areas of um, we have seven areas of influence. Um, it's business and arts and entertainment, media, education, uh, religion, family, government. Um, we focus on those areas. And so we work with dignitaries across the globe. We create um, these conversations, listening campaigns around uh, economic development and around uh, job opportunities, around women empowerment, children empowerment, raising issues around um, in the, where there are inequalities, making sure that we're advocating for equality around issues of health and education and, and medical. Mm, that's, just, that's amazing. You know, a lot of people want to become entrepreneurs and they love yes. working, but what advice would you give someone who's listening right now that wants to pursue a career like yours or want to start something to in their community? say go for it mm. go for it um lose all the fear there's a message that god gave me um a few years back and it was fear ain't your friend fear ain't your friend just like that fear ain't your friend he says fear is like all these the stock up store it has all your blessings just stocked up sitting there and that fear is ruling on um, boards and in the CEO rooms and, you know, with when you go to write out your visions and your plans. So I would tell people, do what Nike said, just do it. Don't worry about um, finances. So a lot of times we allow um, the fact that we don't have the right amount of finances in our hands to deter us. No, um, preparation plus opportunity equals success. And even though you may not have the finances or the resources or the right connections that you feel that you need or that you may even need to get to the next level, you start right where you are. There's a C literally in your hand right where you are um, that's waiting for you to nourish it and water it um, so that it can grow. And so I would say, write out the vision, you know, make it plain um, and, 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 and keep track of what you're doing and know that in due time, in the fullness of time, in due season, you will connect with the right people and the resources will find you. Exactly. And on the resources, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Self-preparation. Mm -hmm. Self-preparation um, has been insurmountable in my life. Um, just diving in, researching your area of interest, you know, becoming an expert um, in the things that you want to do. You may can't go to school, but there is so much information online these days. Google is like everything. Um, yeah, they say if don't, don't you don't you know if you can't ask God, ask Google. 
between God and Google, you're going to figure it out. Um, right. I just say, you know, research, start, start there. That has been super helpful for me. And also just personal development, you know, working on myself, um, bettering myself to whether it was uh, my language communication, there again, my skill set, putting things into practice. Practice um, don't make perfect, um, but pra practice make better. And, and I'll tell you real funny before we move on why I say that. We have our uh, mainstream basketball players. They're always practicing, but there is sometimes that ball don't go in the goal. But guess what? Practice, it makes us better. And so I just wanted to make sure that those that are listening understand that because sometimes we get discouraged if we feel like we've missed the mark. Mm hmm. Exactly. And, you know, what that what is your self care? I mean, you do a lot, but what do you do for self care? What is your downtime? You know, I've, I've made myself um, engage in more self-care. For instance, the past couple of days, me and my husband, um, we went to one of the cities that we still do work in and have connectivity to. And I just, uh, we pampered ourselves. We got us some good food. You know, I was able to get my feet done because they had sanitized everything. They had the shields up. Wow. Um, sometimes it's just sitting, you know, and just thinking, not talking, not having radio tv on nothing just sitting in solitude and just enjoying silence silence is golden um silence is strength silence brings you clarity i love um the power of silence and so um that those are just some things that i do i love nature so sometimes i just want to sit outside and just behold the beauty of the trees the birds chirping um that's refreshing i love water Sometimes I just want to hear the water running because that's energizing. So um, those are just a few things that I engage in for um, self-care. Oh, I, I love health, eating healthy. I love herbs. I love taking natural things. I mm -hmm. love great food. Um, so a lot of times I spend time um, looking into different herbs or great food that I can indulge in. And I have started trying to be more consistent with exercising. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> oh exercising gives us more life and energy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it does. I know um, with the same thing what you said about eating healthy, you know, during this quarantine time where some people... Mm -hmm work that is like the best thing what is one of your favorite foods that you're eating that you know some people like fruit some people are ice cream but you know you like eating healthy but what is your best healthy food out there right now you know what um when you said that and it sounds it's probably gonna sound a little geeky and weird but avocado and i don't eat a whole bunch of it um, but i eat more now than i ever have and i'll tell you how it started we started the keto diet back in january we did it for maybe a little over three months and so um it went really well you know for us i um i love fruit so i will eat a lot of fruit um I, I ironically, now that it's even the best thing, this is a sideline. My last name, um, main name is Rice, but I love rice. I know it starts, but I figured <laughs> if in Asia, Asia and India, you know, all these places, they eat rice, they can stay thin. Hey, it's not going to hurt me. Um, so I love rice, but I, I love fruit and I eat a lot of vegetables. I actually love vegetables. And in most cases, I can eat vegetables without even having meat. 
Wow. And everyone who's listening, uh, we have hit the ground running. When I said that in the beginning of the podcast, what I mean by that is we were introduced to each other um, through another organization and it's like we connected and, you know, sometimes when we're looking for partnerships, we want to make sure that we find the right person, someone who's going to look at your vision and go, you know, that fits with mine. What made you... um, want to work in Uganda? Yeah. So um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, one of the parliament members actually reached out to me and it was because Empowerment of Grace, which which is our church um, branch here in the U.S. And from there, we began to um, just have conversations um, and talk. But prior to him, Um, There was another young man that had reached out to me. He somehow found me on social media. This was probably seven years ago. Um, And he would reach out from time to time and ask me about scripture and and what does this mean? He really was eager to learn about um, the Bible. And um, from there, God just began to open me up um, to Uganda. Honestly, I thought that uh, most of my work would be in Kenya because that's where I started. Um, you know, from the first time that I went, but Uganda specifically has been home um, for me. I've been there a few times. I've gotten a chance to see multiple areas of the country. Um, There, God gave us favor, not just with the pastors and community leaders um, and, you know, clergy in the community, but he gave us favor with the government, um, with the dignitaries there, you know, Deputy Speaker Ulanya, who has become a wonderful friend and and supporter of the work that we're doing in the sense of believing in it because it has been uh, instrumental in connecting them to viable relationships. And uh, from there, because many that want or desire to do global work or international work, you understand that you have to have relationships um, in order to move things. And so he's given, just given us a lot of favor there. And I'm just excited about uh, what has happened taking place that's well, yeah yeah you know i've been working in uganda since 2017 and it's just something about the the people there it's amazing it's friendly um mm-hmm. you know i can't wait to be able to fully travel and mm-hmm. just enjoy the areas um but mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> We have two more questions for you. So who are three people who influence you the most to keep going in your journey of creating change in your communities and around the world? You know, um, when you said that the first person that came to mind is my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandmother is now deceased. Um, She passed away in 2003. Um, My grandmother was always a believer in me and the abilities that she felt like God had gave me, even when I couldn't see it. Um, There are days where I would think about her and of course, you know, like, oh my God, I wish she was here to see this, Um, you know, but we fall into that place. Well, I know you're looking down. I don't know that she's looking down, but I hope she's able to know something, you know, Mm -hmm. um, at some point, but my grandmother is a huge influencer. Um, The other two people are my daughters um, because I was single for so long. I'm now married. I have an amazing husband. Um, Jawar, 
And, uh, but my daughters have been super inspirational for me because they have lent me to the world, um, allowing me to go to school, allowing me to be in the community and do things where it even kept me from them at times, but they understood the work that God have called me to do um, to, to move the world. So those are three individuals. Um, obviously, you know, I have my mom and others, but you asked about three and those three, because of being a single mother, um, of those beautiful daughters and my grandmother was very and is very inspirational um, and give me life. They're, they're uh, air beneath my wings that help me <laughs> uh, when times get hard. Yes. Where can our listeners connect with you online? Um, are you on social media? Do you have a, a website that they can go online and read more about your journey and how they can possibly, uh, if we have any partners, or if you're looking for partnerships, how can they mm -hmm. learn more about you? What's your connection? Um, so if they are on Facebook, they can connect with me, Larita Rice Barnes, that's L-A-R-I-T-A-R-I-C-E-B-A-R-N-E-S, uh, Larita Rice Barnes, that's for uh, my personal page, that's for my public figure page. Um, if they are on uh, uh, Instagram, they can reach me at Larita Rice, uh, no, Larita Rocks Rice, Larita Rocks Rice. Uh, L-A-R-I-T-A-R-O-C-K-S-R-I-C-E on Instagram. On Twitter, it's just Larita Rice. Um, I do have a website. It's Reset um, Your Life to the number two um, dot com. Reset Your Life, the number two dot com. Um, and then we have our uh, global uh, website, which is globalimpactnow.org, globalimpactnow.org. Well, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Barnes. You have been a blessing. Um, she is now a part of Nerdro Inc. family. We are excited yes. and clapping our hands because this is going to be a wonderful and amazing partnership. But you yes. guys, this is your girl, Just Be Tristica of Fix Your Crown Podcast. I thank you guys for tuning in this morning with us. And do you have any thank last- for having me. No. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for having me on your show today. Um, I really, really enjoyed this time. I am so super excited about God connecting us together. And I just want to put this plug in, in here. You are doing amazing work in Uganda as well. And so I'm just um, super geeked about all of the plausible opportunities um, of the things that we are working on together. And as you said earlier, we hit the, the ground um, running you know we met through an amazing woman ambassador peterson and i'm just super excited and grateful for her um yes. because now you are my forever sister in the work that we're doing and so yes. i'm just i'm happy about that so i just want to say thank you for having me on um thank you for aligning visions and i, I want to commend you for the giving heart that you have um because your heart is a giving heart uh, i'm allowed to share on this platform today and also um your story uh has birthed out uh nerves rule inc and so you are touching lives in the community i'm just happy to be with another sister that's changing lives well me too thank you so much for joining us and you guys just you know be patient in your time of connecting with people because God will align the right people the right time and when it happens it'll blow your mind so this is your girl 
Just Be Interestica on Fix Your Crown podcast and stay tuned for more exciting guests. But this guest right here is still planting seeds around the world. We're going to pray together and have a joyous day. See you guys later. Bye-bye.